Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. <laughs> Welcome to Burning Welcome to hell, everyone. It's especially hot in here today because I have Sydney Washington. She is a killer, killer, killer comedian. She's the host of The Unofficial Expert. Then you also have a show weekly at The Knitting Factory, 9 mm -hmm. p.m. on Sundays. What's it called? Comedy at the Knit. Comedy at the Knit. And Knitting Factory, that's in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. That place is, like, hot. Yeah, it is. It's a really good, it's a great show. It's you a should great come. It's venue. free. So you're the unofficial expert. But what is something that you're actually an expert actually an expert at mm -hmm. i think i'm an expert at networking Ooh. to be honest yeah Ooh. what I'm, makes you good at that um just i'm really personable i put everything out on the table really quickly so mm -hmm. people feel like they know me but i don't even know myself so it's fine it's true um I mean, I'm very easy to get along with. So when I network, it doesn't feel like I'm networking. It just feels like I'm just being me. Um, I think that's so important even to put into dating. It's like first date, you put that shit out there. Mm -hmm. You let them know. You let them know what's up. And then it's either going to be a great long-term thing or if it's not meant to be, you don't want to connect with people who don't connect with you, right. networking or sexually mm -hmm. or friend-wise. So I think... You're smart. That's what I do, you know? And um, I would say over the years, I've made a lot of really good friends. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also know that a lot of them is drifting off because mm -hmm. of comedy. Mm -hmm. But I would say for the most part, I'm really good at having everlasting relationships with indivi individuals. How do you think comedy has negatively affected your relationships? I mean, I've just become a narcissist. And... <laughs> It's, if but self-aware. I'm self-aware and I'm always promoting something. And that's not what normal people do. That's mm -hmm. not what civilians do. Mm -hmm. They they live in the moment. And so I'm constantly like, come to a show. Ooh, I'm doing this. I just got this audition. And, you know, unless I'm talking about babies or marriage, normal women don't want to hear that shit. Because <laughs> you, you're from New York City, right? Yes. Where originally? New York. Where in New York? Um... I'm like, what are the cross streets? Oh, <laughs> Harlem. Harlem. Yeah. Okay. And then you went out to California, right? Yes. When I was two and I lived uh, in Oakland, California from two to 13. Wow. And then came back to New York. Okay. So you have this bi-coastal vibe going mm. on. It's very interesting to me. Yes. If you ask me for directions, I will be very nice about it, but I'm going to give you the wrong directions. <laughs> that is beautiful. I went to LA for the first time this last week. Mm -hmm. It's different. It is. It is very different. What's your opinion on New York versus LA, considering you're actually educated in both? Because I would just talk shit before even be going to LA. I was like, those fake motherfuckers. But um, now I learned there's cool things happening there. Yeah, well, I was there for three weeks in, uh, in March. 
And honestly, I really loved LA. They took me in with open arms, but that's because I'm skinty and pretty and talented. <laughs> so I am privileged <laughs> because I'm not just like a uh, average quote quote person just going into LA. Mm. I already, you know, have well, you've the been skills. in the game for a bit. Six years. Six years. Yeah. Six years. Sydney fascinates me because I was doing Betch's videos and I was like, oh, I need a female actor. And this guy was like, you have to get Sydney. She's gorgeous. And oh. I was like, yeah, well, I need her to be funny. I don't care if she's gorgeous. And he's like, no, she's a comedian. And I'm like, who's this bitch? Who's this model bitch? Cracking jokes left and right. So I want to know from you, what's your deepest insecurity? Deepest insecurity? Mm -hmm. Ooh. Physical. Let's start with physical. Physical? Because this. This bitch has a very symmetrical face. That's she a lie. Need makeup, but she puts makeup on. That's a lie. In several photos that I've seen recently, I'm like, did I have a stroke? Why is one part of my face drooping and the other face, like the other side, very tight? It's Do you have weird. a good side and a bad side? Oh yeah, I would say my left side is my great side. Um, the right side is not that amazing because of my teeth. That's my biggest insecurity is my teeth. I feel like I do a lot of self tapes mm -hmm. and I'm looking at my mouth the whole time. I was like, you know what's holding me back? My mouth. <laughs> also, the fact that I can't act. So, <laughs> but it's mainly my mouth. <laughs> it's funny because you say normal people. Normal people don't look at themselves talk like entertainers do. Like I don't. Most people don't have to hear the annoying sound of their own voice besides just like the background of their Insta stories, which is enough for me. Yeah. So like you have to get a whole new sense of confidence seeing yourself in that light of like doing corny self tapes and stuff. Yuck. But Gross. It takes away my soul every fucking single time. And you also know they're like there's a 1% chance that I'm going to get this. But this is good practice, right? It's good practice. You got to practice. You got to you got to put them reps in. How do you deal with the rejection? Oh, honey, I am an African-American woman in America. I've been said no to tons of times. So rejection is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday again. Well, I like talking to you because obviously we're both like feminists, but you have a different experience in the world. Like yeah. You are African-American. Mm -hmm. And how do you think this time right now in the industry, how it affects you differently than like other colors, other genders? Uh, I, the thing about feminism is that I, I definitely think it's it's powerful for white women, mm -hmm. and then it comes down to everybody else. It's like, well, they they're women, I guess, but I think it's the, most of the interest is for white women. Um, so I don't necessarily call myself a feminist. Mm -hmm. I do believe in equal rights. I feel like there should be equality with amongst the genders, but then again, it's like. Gender is getting real loose. You don't know what anybody identifies with. More and more I find people are like, I'm non-binary. I'm non-binary. I'm a human being. I am I am existing. I am blood running through my veins. And I'm like, okay. Well, and you know people who are just attracted to like souls. How they're just like, it's a feeling. It's a vibe. I don't care, man, woman. It's a soul. But uh, those people um, are definitely scam artists. <laughs> if I hear anybody saying, yeah, I'm really attracted to souls. I'm like, they want money. <laughs> They're going to rob me. I feel like that's Billy McFarlane in a nutshell. I'm, I'm, attracted, I'm to attracted to souls. To souls. What does your dad do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I think what you said is important, that there's a thing called intersectionality out there, which mm -hmm. is like you can't look at something just based on your own experience of your own race. Yeah. Do you have any advice for white women out there just to like, <laughs> this sounds like so corny. Oh, no, it's not. But it's like, I feel like it's fucking important, <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like there's not enough. I mean, I grew up in Brooklyn where oh. like, 
my school was 30% white. And yes. it was just like, we embraced differences. Like, I love learning about different cultures, different religions. Mm-hmm. Then I went to University of Wisconsin. Woo, girl. Bye. Bye. Yeah. It was, so you just realized that, like, some, the communication Wisconsin, huh? not that, I guess everybody was uh, connected on cheese, maybe. Mm-hmm. They're and talking that, about cheese, and that's about it. The Badgers, the Pankers, mm-hmm. beer. <laughs> they have Madison on State is a good comedy club. You should do that place. Okay, well, throw my um, name in there. Bro. I'll go. You know, I got your back. You know, I do. But, uh, advice to white women. Mm-hmm, hmm. mm-hmm. I mainly think people should just expand a friend group like i know it's hard to make friends after 30 because it's just like you stuck in your own way and also like it's hard to make friends when you don't want friends exactly exactly but (laughs) you need to take a deep look at yourself if you see a picture of your friends and you're like damn i don't have nobody black i don't have nobody latina Mm -hmm. nobody asian Mm -hmm. i don't have anybody close to me and then if i if i do have somebody who's different it's only one of them Mm -hmm. so then they're the representation of everybody it's like you gotta get different people in your lives you you just you can't just hang out with people who who think the same way the same as you look the same way who do the same shit as you it's just that sounds boring in itself you know, I'm bored just hearing you say it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So that's my advice. It's like get out there, get different types of people in your life to, that can inspire you and educate you. So you don't have to be asking dumb questions <laughs> in a, a group <laughs> setting. You know, it's just these are valid things. It's like you are 35. Mm-hmm. Bitch, Google. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot I can't teach you. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not a professor and I don't want to be. I'm exhausted living in New York City. Mm-hmm. And and I ask Alexa, Alexa questions and she'd be like, bitch, you need to Google. <laughs> she'd be looking at me like your, finger, over your shit. Yeah, you're, you, you have fingers. <laughs> Look it up. Read Alexa's a book. like, girl, I'm busy. Yeah. I have my own shit going on. I have my own issues. Alexa works 24-7. She's mm-hmm. absolutely right. I got to give her that. I should just stop asking her. Siri, I'm sorry. I asked you a lot of foolish questions, and you're like, "Why? Why?" I'm Siri working. Siri has an attitude problem sometimes. I don't like. I don't like her tone sometimes with me. I'm I'm glad that she's honest about the things that she just doesn't know, or she mis- mispronounces things, mm-hmm. and that's what makes me feel like Siri's relatable. She is relatable. Sometimes I take it as passive aggressive, but I feel like it's my own trauma that I'm projecting on her. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna work with my therapist. Yeah, it, yeah. Work, work on that. It's fine. It's all good. So emotionally. What are your deepest insecurities? Because you hot. Yeah, but I just want the listeners to know that I'm, I just became <laughs> this person physically, you know? Hey, what do you mean? Uh, I wouldn't say I was an ugly duckling, but I was Oh, wait, not... I actually, I've seen you as a kid. You were pretty ugly. Ooh, no, bitch. <laughs> Dude, let's shut it down now. I'm, I'm ready to go. The Uber pool is waiting for me, so I got to go. How dare you? You know when no, you, you know you're when you adorable because you're so fucking glam right now. Yeah. So you saw you had the same face, but like without being done up at all, and you're fucking adorable. That so you just told I me I backtracked. I you backtracked. just told me wow, you without makeup. Wow, without makeup is mm. the old you. When you wow. were five without makeup, yikes! Mm. <laughs> you were skinny though. You were skinny. But yeah, my I, I just became like this uh, the last seven eight years, which is a long time. Um. But I definitely grew up knowing that I had to, I had to use my personality. I had to use my smarts. I had to be street smart. I had to be people smart. I used that first before I even got into my looks because I didn't even think my looks would be a factor. So, I mean, my ba- biggest insecurity is 
sometimes my looks because I feel like I'm thinking about it too much. Mm. But also just being accepted. I still want people to like me at this age. And it's 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 trash. It's like, why? <laughs> what are these? What can someone do for you other than make you feel bad about yourself? Like, mm. even when... Um, like followers are uplifting you, mm-hmm. you also question like, well, this person is sitting on their toilet taking a shit saying that I'm the most <laughs> fabulous person in on the earth. It's like, I, I don't believe that. But also it's like, they don't really know you. Like they saw you do a set one night and they're like, you're the greatest. And you're like, would you still think I'm the greatest if you like actually talked to me and spend an hour with me and saw my vulnerabilities and my dark side? I'd rather be in a fucking bubble. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, those, those racists that live in the south those oh types. yeah like in the middle of the woods yeah with like the ones that are like <laughs> i'm like i actually don't know what they what have. do you mean equal rights what it they are not people they are monsters that's the type of bubble that they live in is so thick that nothing can stop them from thinking other than i am white power you know like and i want to be like that are mon- <laughs> you're like that well, i want to be like that but confident in myself and no one questions anything you say because everyone believes He's, the same thing yeah it's a cult that's I what mean, the fuck it is. I swear to God, in Wisconsin, one of my friends, legit, I think, thought Jewish people had horns. What? Like, <laughs> now like, they don't use Google either. <laughs> a lot of cows, though. A lot of cows. Um, have you ever dealt with depression? Oh, girl, all day. That is literally because you're a very bright energy. <laughs> yeah. You're bright, positive vibes. I have to be because you know, you gonna fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, depression is literally. My BFF, like we, yeah. we ride or die. <laughs> Does it, it come in waves for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was having a really hard time before I went to LA. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt very, very low. I felt like I was in a well that mm-hmm. I couldn't climb myself out. I felt like I was in quicksand. And so I went to LA for pilot season, but I also went to LA to like save my life because I mm-hmm. felt suicidal. I felt like, what is my purpose? Why am I living? And was there anything specific that triggered it? Or do you think it's just like, it was a buildup. It was just a buildup of like, ongoing, not talking about my emotions, mm-hmm. not releasing, um, thinking the absolute worst about and believing and it. believing it. I That's the thing about depression is it's like, Oh, but everything's going great. It's like, that's how sick depression is. Nothing could, everything could be going right. But you feel like no, this is the matter. worst. It doesn't matter how much money, yeah. how much you're fucking, how much success you're having. It doesn't matter. It's real. It's real. It, it is really a chemical and some, imbalance. It's a chemical. Because sometimes when I'm depressed, like I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my arms. It just feels like I weigh 50 more pounds. Yeah, your back hurts. I mean, you, you can't talk to people. You feel weird. You, you're embarrassed. You feel weird. You feel embarrassed for uh, about your emotions. It's just... Because you know you're not you, and then you could get mad that you're not being like you, and you're like disappointing people around you. Now I'm getting dark. But like, Yeah, no, it's true. Because also, it's so true. as a people pleaser, mm-hmm. you feel like you're failing yourself and other people around you when you're not in that like bright, good, light space. And I don't think everybody needs to be in a bright, light, beautiful space. But the thing about depression is that it's worse than a bully. Because even bullies take a day off. (laughs) Even bullies stay home sometimes. Yeah. Or they get tired. They get exhausted. But depression is fucking 24-7. It keeps it going. And and sometimes there'll there'll be points where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. But it's always in the back of your head. It's Mm -hmm. always, that cloud is still there. But I think it's important that you disassociate the depression from just like your identity. Right. To not be like, this is me. Instead be like, oh, my friend's around. 
trying to take me down a little bit. Yeah. She won't stay forever. So you go to LA. What'd you do in LA that you think changed your mentality? I don't know. I was just in another place and I was just just environment excited to not be in New York and not do the shit that I do in New York, even though I was there doing comedy and auditions like I do in New York. But Mm -hmm. it just felt refreshing and exciting. And it was my first time going there by myself and spending a long period there by yourself, by myself. Yeah. Like couch hopping. No, no. I stayed with uh, two friends, one friend. They, They both don't do comedy. They're normal folks that's that, kind of healthy yeah that just remind me oh wow i could be just doing what they're doing i don't want to do that you mm-hmm. know what i mean just mm-hmm. just being married and i don't know making dinner and <laughs> having a having a dog that's no offense shout out to my my really good friend megan she listen her life is quite right mm-hmm. but i just that couldn't be me but sometimes seeing that like gets you happy that oh i've worked really hard to be in the position i'm at to have the opportunities i have yeah but that's the thing you can't be looking at other people yo like even if you you see what other people have and you're like ah thank god i am where i am Mm -hmm. that means you're still not appreciating you and your situation regardless of the fact of anything else that's everything else is situational it's you're right you have to have gratitude regardless of other people's situations it's funny la gave me this vibe i went for the first time with my moms mm. people like to check each other out a lot all day oh what what you here for oh what you doing like i you walk in a restaurant and you get the up and down from and in new york everyone's like can you get the fuck out of my way yeah and i love that energy of like no one gives a shit about you <laughs> it drives me where in la everyone's like Mm, interesting because they're interested in what other people are doing it's a different new york is the same way but we just creep we'll just go through <laughs> your insta stories we'll check your twitter we'll see what's Actually, tagged you're so right because we have to be low-key about it because yeah. we're pretending that we're like too busy i don't care we're la you- they're a little more thirsty but like in a they own it mm-hmm. i love the energy of new york where like we're all trying to make dreams happen but la it's like a similar kind of dream because they're in show business more people i think yeah but then you have like the billboards and the people like it's like it's so close to the dream but then so far mm-hmm. it's a crazy energy it's uh it, it was cool being there because i realized i was like oh shit i am talented i am great uh people do like me mm-hmm. but then i was like this is la and i don't know the the bar is real low, so <laughs> if they think I'm great here, I must be trash. Like, no, yeah, I was, <laughs> you can I, twist it in I, your yeah, head. I was, I was, it was fucked up, but I, I had a really great three weeks there, and I came back to New York, and I felt a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then three weeks after leaving LA, mm-hmm. that depression was like, ha, 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 I'm back, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck. I thought y'all. I thought you was going, mm-hmm. um, and you're like, I can't p- keep paying for trips to LA every time I get to. Oh, girl, <laughs> listen. That was the first time I actually paid for LA. I had gone to LA a few times, but like when somebody else for was projects done, and stuff. you know. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love when I don't when I do not have to pull my card out for anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't just keep traveling to feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. I need to this home. This is home, so I need to figure it out here too. Um, but New York will eat you up and spit you out. If you get in this like a hamster wheel. Yeah, we we just again, we're not very appreciative and we see so much and we have access to everything and it takes away from it. 
It mm. really does. Like you can get to anywhere you need to go in like less than an hour. And you got you can hop in a cab, you can get in the train, get on the bus, you got your friends. It the city never sleeps. You could get You a, always feel like you can do more. Yeah, you could get a, a pepper turkey sandwich at three thirty in the morning <laughs> with like, extra like mayo. Pepper. Yeah, pepper. Pepper turkey. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. You can get anything at any time. And so you're just like, Yeah, this is my life mm-hmm. and you don't Love it until you get out and go to Wichita and you're like, oh, shit, everything closed at 10. Oh, I don't have no friends here. Oh, I got to get on a horse to get to the next town. Mm-hmm. Ah, like, I don't know if there's horses in Wichita. But <laughs> I don't know either. I just nodded. I'm just, I'm just assuming. I was like, she knows all about Wichita. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that you can learn from those places when you said like, oh, my friend is like present and stuff like that. Yeah. Taking that like small town mentality and having a little New York, I think is beneficial. It's too. beautiful. Like it's take those moments. It's like when it's like 55 degrees out and everyone's like, day drink and just like appreciate that it's mm-hmm. like nice out and you're with people. No, no, no. no. If, if it's 54 <laughs> and you're drinking, day drinking, you're an alcoholic. I'm so sorry, friend. That like, the, well, oh, that's a good, it's 54. <laughs> this is a great reason to have Jägermeisters. Absolutely not. You're either in a fraternity or you got some problems. <laughs> well, you're just or blowing both. up my spot right now. So sorry. Sorry, boo. So sorry. It's okay. I respect your honesty. <laughs> so I want to play our first game. Okay. And it's called Heaven or Hell. So I'm going to tell you a, a situation and you just tell me if it's heaven or hell for you. Okay. Heaven or hell. I have our first question. Um, so do you identify as lesbian? Yes, I do. Okay. Full time. Full di- were, were you always full time? I was, I was part time. I was just doing it on the weekends. <laughs> I love that was a job. You're like, yeah, um... So just the weekends. Mm-hmm, just the weekends. <laughs> Wait, shut the fuck up. Was it actually <laughs> it's literally just on the weekends? <laughs> I was like, this is a good time to just be myself. How long were you dating dudes? Uh, I would call it twelve years. Of, twelve years of straight. It felt like <laughs> slavery. It really did. I really did not feel right being with men. Your comedy is so good because you have the perspective of what it was like to identify as straight. Yeah. And and like dealing with dudes, which I thought was hysterical when you performed at Betches that one time. But sexuality is kind of presented to you like religion. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. whatever your family is giving you, you're like, I guess this is what I have to do. And then as soon as you or get like that, politics. Yeah. As soon as you get the moment to be out of that and you're like. Ooh, I feel great with a dick not in my mouth. You're like, this is, it was supposed to be like this the whole time, but they were feeding me dick in my mouth every time that I thought this is the way I needed to live. It sounds like racism in the South, to be honest. It's true. I don't, I don't think that people are born racist or misogynistic or sexist. It's their surroundings. Did you ever feel emotionally, romantically attracted to a man? Oh, yeah, of course. When when Patron and cocaine was available, yes. <laughs> uh, absolutely. When I was blackout, that was when I felt the closest mm. to a man. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you're like natural not, tendencies When I was not out? conscious, I was oh, like... When you were suppressed when I, was, I was like, I guess I should be with this guy named Kevin. How did your mental health improve once you came out? Or not improve? I think it's just a little different when... Um, you know, when you were when you were new gay, when you were old school gay, like the gays in the eighties, in the nineties, like being gay was such a terrible thing. It was not accepted. You literally had to fight if you really wanted to be gay and like own it. You had so many 
tumultuous things that were going to be happening to you. Now, everybody's lax. People don't give a fuck who you having sex with. I mean, you can have a full-on relationship with a ghost and everybody's like, okay, boo, you know? Live your life. I think um, my roommate's dating his Siri, but anyway. Yeah. No one judges. So, I mean, I came out real late, I guess. I, I don't even... You? I was t- late 20s. Nobody... Ca- Honestly, nobody cares. By that time, they were like, oh, it's not... It's fine. It's not interesting anymore. As long as you don't ask us for money, do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's how your friends and family are going to treat you. As long as you don't need to be in my house. Was your family it? surprised, though? Um... I mean, again, I came out too late. Yeah. The family that really cared had already passed away. Smart. So if y'all are worried about coming out, just, you know, Wait it hold out. off. Gra- yeah, Grandpa no and Nana, they, they don't need to know. They're going to drop soon. Yeah. They're going to get dementia. So it's yeah. like, just <laughs> wait it out. <laughs> or just call your girlfriend, Kevin. Yeah. When, they won't know. They, they can't see. They literally, when are they going to meet her? No. When are they going to meet her? They not. Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So this, okay, so back to heaven or hell. Now that we clarified that for our listeners, because I don't want to just, you know, dive in without some explanation. Right. Um, Heaven or hell, dating a girl who is prettier than you. (laughs) This is what I write for you. (laughs) (sighs) What do we think? Heaven or hell? I low-key feel like that's hell. <laughs> I'm vain as fuck, and I get jealous. Oh, so you like being, like, the hot one. I mean, my girlfriend is beautiful. But is but she I'm... less femme? Actually, I think she's she's femme, but yeah. she has masculine energy. Yeah. But she's, she's femme. Like, she doesn't wear heels like me, mm-hmm. but she dresses kind of girly and... I mean, she has her, her hair is, like, always poofy and curly and, yeah. and fun. So, yeah, I mean... She's very beautiful, but I am the winner in the relationship. <laughs> uh, but she's the winner financially. So it honestly, it cancels oh, out. Yeah. You know? What's your signs? I'm an Aquarius and she is a Pisces. Okay. So we're kind of back to back. We get along, but she's she just got her life way more set up than me. And so she's just, she's it's literally clean up on our seven with me. She's in the supermarket mm. working, doing her job. Mm. And then it's just me. Um, knocking over the Coca-Cola, um, opening jars that shouldn't be opened, and her having to clean Yelling it Yelling and crying because you want the unhealthy cereal, and she's like, no, no, you can't have it today. Yeah, that's what that's what our relationship is. But, but I like that you're, like, she sounds like she's stabilizing for you. She is. Like, and, she sounds like the gardener, and you're like the flower that's, like, flying in the wind. Yeah, that, yeah. If we're doing metaphors, I'm coming in. I'm here for these metaphors. I'm more, I'm more like that random worm. <laughs> I'm the worm. It's like, I guess you're supposed to be here. I guess you're helpful, you're right? You're fertilizing something. There's there's a reason why you're around, mm-hmm. right? We can't kill you. It's an ecosystem. Yeah. Um, that's what I am. I love that. But yeah, I, I wouldn't want a, a girlfriend hotter than me because then 
I would be comparing myself in pictures with. I think that's what I was thinking when I wrote the question. I was like, do I want a girl who's like boobs are nicer than mine? Like will make me insecure. Nah. But then again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Girl, bye. Who told you that? <laughs> See, I'm so tired. I just made that up. Listen, I'm I just so t- made that up. Then I will say this. <laughs> I am annoyed at 2019. Mm-hmm. Body positivity, be yourself. Everything mm. is accepted. It's because then you have nothing to work towards Mm. you know what i mean like when i was growing up yeah you had to to fight for everything that you wanted yeah because it wasn't that easy and now everyone's just like no you are perfect you are amazing love your body and it's just like now you got all this confidence and you only eight bitch no we're not Mm. having that (laughs) Mm -mm. yeah these seven-year-olds who are like making millions of dollars on instagram wearing no i don't i don't play that game you got to work for your shit i'm not here for it just because you're cute and you're eight it's not gonna last forever and what are you gonna do when one day someone tells you you're not perfect exactly it's called adversity mm -hmm. little bitch yep but it's not just with women it's little boys and men just grow up like that anyway like they we don't have to physically tell them how good looking they are we'll just like you're you're a man like you're you're gonna be amazing you're gonna be able to lift something or work towards or add or um you know play something have a ball and dribble it or play an instrument you're gonna be fine you're outstanding Mm -hmm. so i guess 2019 is okay because they're giving little girls the confidence of a mediocre white man. But I guess. (laughs) I love that. I think my perspective is I just want us to go towards health. I want us physical health and mental health. Yeah. Like, let's don't lie if you're if you know deep down your body is not at the place where you're feeling your most healthy whether mm-hmm. you're like mal not eating enough eating too much it's and a lot of that's associated with your mental health yes. are you like not eating enough because you're mad at yourself and you're suppressing shit are you are you eating too much because you're trying to suppress shit yeah i think it's all interconnected and instead of just like focusing on the physical and like accepting that in society let's like dig a little that's what this podcast is about i want to dig d- into deeper shit that's fair I love that, actually. You should work on your health and your mental health, and then everything else will fall. I mean, I I see a lot of people who want to be thin and skinny, and, you know, I've been doing this all my life, so I (laughs) I get it. But I'm also like, there's a lot of things that skinny just don't help you with at all like when you when you at the plant parenthood it being skinny don't get you at the vip of plant parent like you you gotta wait two hours like everybody else <laughs> to get your pap smear mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um it, when there's a long ass cvs line they're not like oh here's the line for the skinny people mm-hmm. you gotta wait with like 70 other elderly people going through their purses <laughs> looking for that card like you gotta wait so there's there's some things that you're like oh it's so good to be skinny but for the most part in new york you could do without it to be honest also like i'm a fan of curves oh i lo- girl if i had hips do you think i would be on this <laughs> podcast right now i would be somewhere using my hips <laughs> If I had a butt <laughs> girlfriend, I would not even be doing comedy. I would be some. I'll be on a boat just hugging my butt. <laughs> Kim K got a butt. And well, I was about to say one thing. You could talk to everyone with the Kardashians. One thing is they have added this like n- different kind of body type to society. Even though it's a little fucked. Like let's be honest, it's take, very fucked. They're taking their their waist fat and putting it in their ass. So it's not even like. Uh, like it's able, not real curves. it's not real curves yeah but at least like we don't have just one symbol of a body type that people put in the mass media um yeah, I, pre- I think they honestly have 
fucked up that body type because now when anybody sees a big butt and a little waist, they're like, that's fake. It can't be real. Mm. It must be manufactured. So, yeah, they put another body type. But let's be honest. Um, women of color have been having bodies like that for ages. Mm -hmm. So the Kardashians are the only ones in Hollywood that I guess rep them hard. Mm -hmm. But that is not an well, out yeah, of this honestly, world body. It's some white people shit to be like, no, we no. need to be really thin. It's not It's not white people shit because the black girls also want to be... Did you, did you just say the black? <laughs> did the black girls... The <laughs> black girls also want to be skinny? Like, I don't think they want to be skinny, but they definitely want to be in shape. In shape. They want to be fit. I yeah. mean, hello, Beyonce mm -hmm. had that crazy diet for Coachella just, just to, I don't know, fit into her old costume mm -hmm. and maintain this two-hour show. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. You're Beyonce. You're <laughs> Even after she had the twins, she still was perfect. perfect. You still had an amazing body. But I guess maybe not the body that, you know, you need to perform and have paparazzi up your vagina. Mm -hmm. But it's still like, damn, every, everybody wants a certain type of body that you're just like, but why? And also there's that media body where like you you look at it with a dress on and then there's the body where like when you're having sex you feel sexy yeah like a guy or a girl is grabbing onto you i'm sorry i don't know what body that is like <laughs> where you feel good with the lights on like no i'll even me with uh you know my ten thousand dollars worth of titties on my chest um and you know my one ab i'm still like oh bitch we can't have sex unless it's nighttime i need the sun to be off and really? I need the shades closed i don't i don't want nobody seeing i don't know every angle is terrible for me really so, honey not for me but just i don't i'll never feel that comfortable you just you'll enjoy the moment better not worrying about like yep. what she's thinking about mm -hmm. you but don't you feel like she's obsessed with you and every angle of your body yeah she obsessed but she also like <coughs> you need to go to the gym you <laughs> you you don't have stamina you don't have endurance i feel like lesbians have to have way more stamina than straight girls yeah you have to work you actually have to do something yeah. Uh, there was a lot of times when I was straight that I could just lay there. I didn't even need to really be alive. And and whoever he was, whatever that human being was He's called. He's just masturbating with your vagina. Yeah. That's why when people say, oh, I can't believe necrophilia. I'm like, eh, I get it. <laughs> I honestly, that's, that makes more sense for them. how fucked up and dark you are. I love it so much. <laughs> They're like, you're not talking or moving? That's my first necrophilia <clears throat> joke on the podcast. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm okay. insane. This, Sorry. This is our games, by the way. We're, okay. this is, we're still playing this game. We just forgot we were. Okay, heaven or hell, having a baby? I don't know, man. I see people with babies, and they're so happy, and... It's like, oh, my God, my legacy is is living right now. But then I'm just like so much money, so much time, so much patience. It's just if if I was to have a kid, it wouldn't be in New York. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not having no kid and get on a train. Bitch, what? Mm. And I see the way people do pregnant and people with kids. It's like you Honestly, are annoying. It's selfish. You're taking up half the train with your big ass expensive troller from mm -hmm. Bye Bye Baby. Wherever yeah. you got it. Yeah. It's disrespectful. And then the kid probably has an attitude problem because he's growing up in the subways. Baby, why are you crying? Baby. 
baby, what is the deal? Baby, baby, talk and tell us what the problem is. Baby, you don't have anything to be upset about right now. You don't have any rent to pay. No, but honestly, when I see babies cry in, on the train, that's when I feel the most connected because I'm like, bitch, I want to cry too. <laughs> so I don't want to be on this train. It's hot. Everybody stinks like gross. I'm like, why don't I have money so that I could just take a car? So sometimes when I see a baby cry, I'm like, honestly, this baby is crying for me. You know what? They're your soul. And then I respect it. Like yeah. somebody cries, I'm gonna think about you. Yeah, it's just like I'm transferring my energy to that little baby. I'm gonna that make baby, that baby cry because yeah. I need to cry. Exactly. Now, but don't be mean to the baby. <laughs> no, 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 no the, mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you get it. Last one. Heaven or hell? Intimate comedy show with your family? Fuck! Absolutely not. I knew you were gonna say that. No. Why? I just. Whenever I see people, one who have their whole family at their comedy show, I'm like. Oh, you don't want to be in the wheel at all. <laughs> you don't you don't want any coins. Do you have a lot of family jokes? Uh, absolutely not. I've had my family hit me up like, actually, please don't talk about me. And you're like, you're right. Wow. Yeah. Because some comedians are all about just like how their dad fucked them up or how their sister's annoying. Grow up. Grow up. You was 35. Mm -hmm. I keep saying <laughs> get 35. Get over it. I keep saying 35. <laughs> Fucking get. You have money now. You have health insurance. Figure it out. Go to therapy. Ain't nobody want to hear about your demented mother who made you sleep in the bed with her until she was eight, until you were 18 years old. Nobody want to hear that. I paid two drink men and $20. Bitch, you better act like you have a life that I want. True. True. You better pretend. At least. I like your stance on this. Very strong. I mean, because I, I see it as a comedian watching a show. I'm like. Damn, man, it's Friday night. You talking about this sad shit, bitch? Like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe on a Monday. Because mm -hmm. I get Mondays. It's like, oh, it's mm -hmm. Monday. But, like, on the weekend, it's like, let's turn up. Mm -hmm. Like, let's have a good time. We don't, we're always stressed out. We're always thinking about things, overthinking. So, it's just like, we got to also do sets for the people. Yeah. I get that you're like, this is what I think is funny. And then it's also like, but you're getting paid and people are paying money. It. It's just, I have a set for when we do on a free-ass bar show, and then I have a set for, oh, people came to have a good time. That's smart, though, because sometimes the energy's not right for your um, depression. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, y'all ready to get depressed tonight? Woo! <laughs> okay, so to wrap this shit up, we got the seven deadly sins. I play this at the end of every, it's not really a game. As you can tell, they're never games. I just ask you questions, right. but I like to call them games because mm -hmm. it makes it more fun. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Money. Is that what drives you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, else? I, I, I just want to have assets, okay? Yeah. I, I want to write a will and then write somebody out of it. That's what I want. So, oh, hell yeah. Um, I'm just working towards that. That's assets it. is like such a grown-up word. Assets, yeah, because yeah. it's it's things that actually have value that's n more than the price. It's just something that will last for 20 years, and you would want to pass that down to somebody. That's some wealthy I shit. want an asset, and right now, all I got is a humidifier. <laughs> and yes, it's great. It's you know, important it has, for the sinuses. Yes, and it has, like, the essential oils and everything like oh. that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's not an asset. <laughs> but I like that you're manifesting those assets. Yes. Who are you envious of? Hmm. People who look happy on instagram oh stop that bullshit i swear to god oh my god i have a recent thing where it's like if you're having fomo because someone's at a party 
and they're posting more than five stories at that party. They're not having a that good party. Time. Fucking sucked. If yeah. you have the time to put five stories from that party and tag people and find the situation and post it, that party sucked. Yeah. So it's like anyone who has too much time to post their shit on Instagram is overcompensating for something. I will say that about normal people, but if you are a content creator, uh-huh. if you are a influencer, oh by the way, or Sydney, comedian, Sydney has a sick job at Comedy Central during the day. So I, I wouldn't call it sick. It was it's a great job opportunity a day job. and it's oh, that's why it's not sick. If I could have that job mm-hmm. and just be at night, woo, I would I would totally thrive. Sleep until 11. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay. I love it. It's it's a great job. I love everybody who works there. It's amazing. Shout out to Comedy Central. Y'all the shit. <laughs> Keep those checks coming. Yes, please. <laughs> but you're saying you're envious of people, the content creators. No, the people who, are, who look happy on Instagram. So they're not even content creators. No. People are just... Just like, people who are... I'm like, wow, you put, curated this so well that I almost believe <laughs> that this is real. I am envious of Honestly, that. Honestly, they're getting better. Yeah, they're getting They true. are getting better. And I don't know if it's the fucking Facetune 2. Mm. I don't know if it's the The technology is improving. There's a Facetune that actually makes you look happy. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Let me, I, I was like, let me clean my phone so I can download that. <laughs> Get that storage space up. Right. What are you gluttonous about? Gluttonous about? Um, you I was, smoke weed? I, no. Mm-mm, I'm sober. I, I feel and see everything is awful. But yeah, I've been sober for <laughs> uh, a year and eight months. Wow. Um, I'm gluttonous. Makeup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makeup. Another I noticed vein you have thing. some nice highlight. Yeah, you know, I a did little, notice. little Fenty. Uh, I would say I, I take in too much makeup. I'll, I'll go to Sephora and I'm like, I can literally find a reason to buy something I'll every spend time. I'll my rent I'm, at Sephora every oh, time. Oh, yeah. I spent $250 and I was just like, yeah, that's how much money you need to spend at Sephora. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's sick. It's actually impossible to spend less than $250. If you walk out of Sephora and you spend less than $100, what did you even buy? True. So <laughs> why were you even there? Um, why'd you get sober? Why did I get sober? Um, because I was amazing at alcoholism. Mm. I was so good. People didn't know. So it was, I had al- a it was alcohol? Yes. People can tell how fucked up Oh, it was get. alcohol. It was cocaine. Mm-hmm. It was anything that was free. <laughs> mm. I was like, oh, I ain't got to pay for that. I'll put that up my nose Was it right affecting now. your performances? Um, You know, I got fired from a job. Uh-huh. A job called Riff Raffs. It was a nightclub. And it was just like, y'all... Y'all is called Riff Raps. Yeah. I'm just being I'm on the essence of the club. Um, but they were like, yeah, but bitch, you sleeping. They didn't tell you how much riff they wanted you to rap. Ah, there it is. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> that will be on another podcast. Yo, take that shit. Take yeah, that shit. I'm taking it. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, no, I like hearing how people change like their intake of substances and stuff because how it affects your brain. But you're right. Now you have to feel shit. But yeah. at least you have the chance to work on it now because before you didn't even know what you were covering up i guess i'm working on it yeah i'm proud of you boo. i'm proud of you <laughs> this dude depression asmr <laughs> oh yeah <Wah. laughs> uh, you can do better <laughs> you'll never do better <laughs> you'll never do oh yeah that's what you'll never do you aren't shit <laughs> you didn't think you could do worse but you can and you will tomorrow yes <laughs> okay sorry guys that got real dark when was the last it. time you got really angry angry mm-hmm uh, I don't know. I think Are you more I, a sad than an angry person? I'm a person? very sad person, but I also put <laughs> expectations on people. And mm. that's the problem. It's like 
you expect from people, but they gonna give what they gonna give, mm-hmm. and that's why you can't expect much mm-hmm. because and you can't take it too personally. You can't especially take it too, if you projected it on them. If you know this is how a person get down, like why are you thinking they gonna go do something different? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing people think that they're an exception. It's just like you should see how these people move, the, the way they treat other people. Nine times out of ten, they gonna treat you the same. It's a pattern. Yeah, so I you're not special. Sometimes I get mad because I'm just like they should do this because I do this for them. But it's just like you're above average in terms of being thoughtful. Mm. So you can't expect people to be the same. Or as you. sometimes if you're a really sensitive person like I am, and I think oh, you are so too, yeah. then you could be thinking like, oh, if I say I can't do this with someone, they're gonna be all upset with me when yeah. realistically they have their own problems. Yep. So it's like don't assume that other people's brains are working like yours. Yep. When was the last time you were a lazy sloth? Girl, yesterday. You get lazy? Oh, that is my middle name. But now you name. got your full-time job. You work all night. Ah, uh, well, let me tell you. I'll be at work and I'm like, I got to take a nap. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking my lunch break. You know what I'm doing? I'm going to nap. Do you like napping? I love. I love napping. It actually sets you back, but I, for some reason oh, I find a way. I always feel worse after the it's, nap awful and you should probably not take a nap at like i don't know uh 1 p.m or 6 p.m it's not smart it's just dumb it's just ride the whole day out just be exhausted and let people see that you're working hard do you do coffee oh too much i think that's why i'm looking even more like haggard because it's like coffee is running me down also this bitch is is glowing because of her fenty and she's like i'm so worn down i'm i'm exhausted when was the last time you lusted over someone Ooh, that's been a long time. To be honest, that's not an emotion that I that I have normally. Interesting. I feel like I'm low key asexual because I just don't feel like that. Mm. Like I'll see somebody, I'm like, damn, I would. I wonder what it would be like to date them. But then I'll read a tweet and I'm like, ah, I'm all good. No, I'm actually all set. <laughs> that is such a comedian thing to say. Then yeah. I see how their brain works and I'm, I'm like, like, really? Ugh. That joke? Really? Yeah. I don't, it turned you off. Mm-hmm. But do you ever get attracted to dudes still? Mm, I'll have connections with them where I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Because I feel like dudes love you. No. Honestly, I, I rag on men so hard that I don't even understand <laughs> how I have one male friend. <laughs> if I'm not talking about their shoes, uh-huh. I'm talking about their hairline. If uh-huh. I'm not talking about their hairline, I'm talking about that terrible ass windbreaker they got on. Mm. But that's go, important. Men need to be ragged on more. I go off on dudes. So any of the guys that are in my life, they are appreciative because they're like, Sydney's so hard on men. She must think there must be something about me that she's like, oh, I'm actually one of the good ones. I think lesbians have like been at the forefront of everything that women have done over the years. Like I think back then, like the best women, I think were all lesbians because I think they weren't like distracted by men and they weren't mm. scared of them. So they like focused on their own shit. I will say behind Every wonderful lesbian is another dusty lesbian <laughs> that followed her because she don't know what she doing and she codependent. So honestly, <laughs> lesbians ain't shit either. Don't be fooled. I mean, no. we just 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 because we're not thinking about a guy doesn't mean we're not making <laughs> wrong decisions. Okay, I it just doesn't wa- mean you're not dating a fuckboy girl. Yes, exactly. Yep. So to wrap this up, what do you do to cope with your health? You truly have to believe that it's going to get better and that yes it seems so dark Mm -hmm. like you don't really see tomorrow as tomorrow but if you ride it out things will be better like I always think about this there was like a night that I'm like damn I, I wish I was dead I wish I wasn't around and then literally 
two weeks later, I had got something that was really great. Something happened to a, a friend that was awesome. My girlfriend. There were so many things that happened two weeks later. And I was like, fuck, if I would have died, I would have missed all this amazing things that did kind of make me feel better at the moment. So it's just like, you got to stick around. I know it's hell. It feels like hell. The cloud is literally following you everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's no way to look up. But truly believe if you're working towards getting better and mm -hmm. if that's meds or therapy or just surrounding yourself around the right people, I tr trust and believe it, it will get better. And if you keep going, you still have that hope of anything can happen. Yes. And if you let go, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. The problem with depression, that it makes you hopeless yeah. and that there is no point. And so. And that's a facade. Yeah. And so I think if you are in hell, you have to write down good things so you can see them on a post-it. It's mm -hmm. so corny, but it's just like just seeing like tomorrow will be a better day can freaking help you get to tomorrow. I love that. Yeah. Sydney Washington, you're the best. Everyone, follow the unofficial expert mm -hmm. on Spotify, iTunes, wherever the hell you want to. Forever Dog. Forever Dog. Yes. And then she got a show at the Knitting Factory. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Please come. And um, I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for coming to hell. Bye. Bye. <laughs>